Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Every imitation of someone who's high have to include me saying, man. <laughs> you always do that. <laughs> like it's That's the Cheech go-to and Chong's. <laughs> Is that how it was at Hobart College? No, it was Hobart. Hobart? Hobart? Yes. Okay. Uh, there was plenty of weed going around okay. there. I guarantee you that. Okay. I, yeah, I could tell you some stories about that. I was not necessarily that guy. Hmm. Not necessarily. You were more of the Natty Light type of type of guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember giving somebody $5 when they went out for beer because there was one person with an ID on our entire floor freshman year. Uh-huh. Came back with a case of peeled long necks. I don't even know what that is. It's bad beer is what yeah. that is. Peels, I'll pass real on draft. That. I'll pass on that, dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Aaron Rodgers did not show up today on the Pat McAfee show. And yes, maybe it's because it's their bye week and there was some miscommunication. But there's always something uh, when it comes to Aaron. And the bigger issue is that the future is really starting to be discussed. I don't believe for a second Aaron Rodgers is going to be with the Packers next year. Yeah, I'm getting closer and closer to just 100% believing that he's going to end up in a situation where he could go win sooner rather than later. It's going to be a joint decision. It's not going to be the Packers just saying, here's where we're shipping you, go. But why would I believe right now, as Aaron is starting to kind of lay the groundwork for that, and the Packers are laying the groundwork for that, that he's coming back to Green Bay next year. I don't remember the Packers laying the groundwork for that. Well, I mean, look, not laying the groundwork, but here's Brian Gutekunst on that topic and is asked about what his future looks like. We made a big commitment to him this offseason, so that was obviously you know something that was really important to us. But like we've talked about in, in, in the past, I mean, this is something we'll sit down with him after the season, and it'll be something we do together and, and move forward that way. In other words, Aaron's going to make the decision, and we acknowledge that. Well, I don't know that Aaron should be the one that's going to make the decision. I think when they sit down in the offseason, it should be about trying to chart a path forward where Aaron Rodgers is playing football elsewhere if he wants to continue his NFL career because the best thing – for the Green Bay Packers, is to rip the Band-Aid off now mm-hmm. and get Jordan Love an opportunity to play in regular season games. That way he can springboard into the 2023 offseason and the Green Bay Packers can know exactly what he is or isn't and they can make an informed decision on his fifth-year option. Because, Carlin, that fifth-year option is guaranteeing Jordan Love upwards of $20 million. That's a lot of money. So if they're going to make that decision then they've got to find a way to get more information so they can be empowered when they do make whatever choice that they're going to make. Yeah, look, for the Packers at this point, it makes all the sense in the world to find out what Jordan Love is, whether they want to keep him long-term or potentially trade him away and maybe up his value a little bit if he plays well down the stretch. Well, if he plays well, why are you going to move off of him? What sense does that make, Carlin? Well, because if they still not, believe they went in the short term and they could get something back for Jordan Love that is worth trying to help them in the short term. Let's not kid yourself, though, Carlin. This team is not close to winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. No, I don't He's think the they are either. back MVP. I'm it, saying it, if they believe that, that doesn't not, mean though. it's true. They're not, though. We've seen that. Aaron Rodgers ain't got nothing to do with the defense. I agree. And their defense is god-awful. And it doesn't mean they're not going to believe it. But, but Whether my, or not it's Carlin, true my point is, is actually... You're 5-8 and eight through your first 13 games. Chances are 
you're going to lose three more games. Yeah. Because after the Los Angeles Rams, they're on the road against the Dolphins, and they've got the Vikings and the Lions to close it out. And the way that the teams are playing, they're probably going to finish the season 6-11. and 11. Okay? I'm paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year. What sense does it make to pay a quarterback $50 million a year if my team is going to be a double-digit loss outfit? It doesn't make sense. You're not close to a championship. So move off of Aaron Rodgers, get what you can get in return for him, which after the Russell and Wilson deal feels like it's going to be a mint for a guy that won two MVPs in recent years, and reset the franchise. It was never going to be pretty when you moved off of Aaron Rodgers. It was never going to be this happy ending, you go your way, we go our way. It was going to always look more like what we saw with Brett Favre in 2008. So Green Bay Packers fans, Brian Gutekunst and the Packers organization, get ready for it because that's what you need to do in the 2023 offseason. It's Kenji and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. One of those places that could be interested in Aaron Rodgers is the Tennessee Titans. Yes. They fired their GM today. Yes, they're going to fire their quarterback at the end of the season, no matter how it turns out. Unless he wins the Super Bowl, Ryan Tannehill is gone. Carlin, I'm sitting here looking at the numbers. Ryan Tannehill next year has a $36.6 million cap hit. If the Green, if the Tennessee Titans decide to cut bait with Ryan Tannehill, they would save $17 million on their salary cap if they did it before June 1st. Check this out. If they did it after June 1st or designated it as a June post-June 1st release, they would save $27 million against their salary cap, Carlin. $27 million. Let me tell you something. Ryan Tannehill ain't going to be the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans in 2023. He ain't going to be the guy. Now, could that be a situation where the Titans, with a new general manager, decide to get aggressive and swing for the fences for a team with a head coach that's 48 and 29 since he's become the head guy in Tennessee? I would say that makes a lot of sense. Take advantage of the back end of Derrick Henry's prime and a defensive line that's amongst the best in football. I would say that makes sense. It feels like all of that fits. Mike Vrabel, former player, now a head coach, and I would say probably a top five coach in the NFL. It feels like that's a fit for the Tennessee Titans and for Aaron Rodgers. It's just a matter of having a general manager in a front office that's willing to be aggressive, and that hasn't been John Robinson's M.O. since he took over. So, you know, we, we question the timing of why the Titans would fire their GM in the middle of the season while their team is leading their division and poised to be in the playoffs. To me, this is signaling that there is going to be a change in organizational philosophy, and it's probably going to impact what they do at the most important position in all of team sports. I'll tell you what else. Here's what's interesting to me. Tennessee could be a place, as we said. When I look out west at San Francisco, we don't know what the situation is with Trey Lance health-wise. We know that Jimmy G is not going to be back with the 49ers next year. Yeah. They can't wait on Trey Lance. No. They can't wait on Trey Lance. Not listen, with the way this team is. No, they can't wait on Trey Lance. Not This team is ready to win now. It's Chris, ready to win now. If you are the 49ers into next year, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. As would I. Yeah, Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady with those weapons would be amazing. With that defense, would be amazing. And that basically, to me, would be the equivalent of him going into Tampa Bay year one. Well, well, here's the other thing, Colin. 
Tom Brady ain't going to cost me what Aaron Rodgers is going to cost me. No. That contract is still traveling with Aaron Rodgers no matter where he gets traded to. Mm-hmm. With Tom Brady, he's making, what, $25 million a year? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to blow up my team. And for San Francisco, that's important because they have Christian McCaffrey. They have Debo Samuel. They got to get Nicky Bosa some money. They got a lot of guys that are in store for big paydays. So you can add Tom Brady to a ready-made championship group, still have enough money to spend on your core pieces that you're going to need, and make a run at a title over the next couple of years. Chris, I got and news not, for not you. Not to mention, this is Carl, Tom Brady grew up rooting for the San Francisco He wants to be 49ers. there. He's Joe Montana. Could, he was you, you, in the building for the catch. Could, could you envision a more storybook ending for Tom Brady? Outside no. of going back to New England, could there be a more storybook ending than finishing his career with the team that he grew up rooting for in San Mateo, California. No, and I'm glad you brought it up. For everybody that's putting out this idea that Brady's going to, there's a potential of him going back to New England, bag it, okay? It's not happening. There's no way Tom Brady is going to go back to New England and end his career with Belichick under that thumb one more time in the cold weather. No chance. There's a better chance I'm the quarterback for the Patriots next year than Tom Brady. (laughs) Honestly. You got to get that out of your head. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, each week, we want to find out who's number one. You don't really care that much about who's number 41, or in this case, who's number 32. No, we care about who's number one. And Canty, each and every week, tells us who's number one in his power rankings. You will find out about a major shakeup in the Canty power rankings Next on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play! Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I know that you wait for this each week because everybody's got their power rankings, whatever. Yeah. Okay. This is where it's at. Well, we don't want to disparage anybody else's power rankings. Well, not by name. Let's just (laughs) say this. (laughs) Everybody else's power rankings, they stink. Ours, we're the best. Okay. We we are the DJ Khaled of power rankings. We're the best. Who? We. Here's Canty. Another one. Let's do it, man. What we waiting on, well, man? Right, you then, let's the, just you go. go. Waiting, Each man. week, only one team can top Canty's NFL power rankings. Number one. Who? Who's number one? Find out now. It's who's number one. Another one. Number five. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals, Carlin. Ooh. Listen, you can't beat the team that was number one in the power rankings 
and win six of your last seven games and be on the outside looking into my power rankings. They got Joe Burrow. This was the team that made a run to the Super Bowl last year, and it feels like they're starting to round into that type of form this year. Carlin, over this seven-game stretch, the Cincinnati Bengals are averaging 29 points a game, and they just got Jamar Chase back. Jamar Chase was missing for the majority of that stretch of game, so the fact that you got arguably the best receiver back in the National Football League is only going to make you that much more explosive, that much more dynamic on offense, which in turn gives your team a better chance of success. So the Cincinnati Bengals, Carlin, dare I say, the team to beat in the AFC. Wow. I'm putting it out there. Wow. I I think the Kansas City Chiefs will be the number one. Are you trying to manifest it? No, I'm just saying it this way. The Kansas City Chiefs will be the number one seed in the AFC playoff field. But the team that nobody wants to play, including the Chiefs, apparently, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Keeping it moving. Let's go. Number four. Carlin, number four, the Buffalo Bills. Now, listen, you know how I feel about the Buffalo Bills. I thought they were a little bit fugazi once we got into the month of November. But it feels like this team is really starting to bounce back. And you know what, Carlin? They showed me something. Being able to battle through that adversity that they had with the games against the Cleveland Browns that had to be moved to the Detroit area and then playing the Lions four days afterward in which they flew back and forth from Buffalo to Detroit four, two, well, four times in a matter of four days. I, I, I got to say I'm impressed with this team. And then the way they boat raced the New England Patriots on Thursday night football This is an impressive team. I think we got to give them a lot of credit for being able to have that kind of fortitude. And the fact that this team has shown the ability to run the football, to me, is the biggest difference. Cutting down on the turnovers, which they've done, only two turnovers over the last three games, and then, Carlin, their rushing output. 171 yards rushing against the Browns, 164 yards rushing against the Lions, and 132 yards rushing against the Patriots. They were able to run the football against a very physical front seven in New England. Impressed with the Buffalo Bills. Got to put them back in the top five. Mm. Number three. Number three, Carlin. The Kansas City Chiefs. I got to knock them down a couple of pegs just because of what we saw in Cincinnati. And this is not taking anything away from the Chiefs. Again, like I said, I believe that they will be the number one seed in the AFC. But I can't ignore the fact, Carlin, that they have lost three straight to the Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals. So the Kansas City Chiefs get knocked down to number three. But yet and still, the most explosive offense in the National Football League, no offense, Carlin, has more 20-plus yard plays than the Kansas City Chiefs. And they lead the NFL by a country mile in offensive EPA. For those that don't know, EPA expected points added. So the Kansas City Chiefs still have... A lot of respect for me, but had to knock him down to three after the loss to the Bengals. Number two. How about him, Colin? How about him? Say it. No. Say it with me. I will not. You're going to say it at some point. No. How about the Dallas Cowboys? The oh. Dallas Cowboys as the number two team in the National Football League. Now, listen, this is this is lofty because I, I really don't trust the Dallas Cowboys, but I can't ignore the fact that that the Dallas Cowboys have won five of their last six games, Carlin, and they've been impressive wins. They boat raced the Minnesota Vikings on the road 40-3. They won on a short week at home against the New York Giants, 
and that really was a two-possession game in the fourth quarter. And then they beat the brakes off of the Indianapolis Colts. Granted, they pulled away late in the fourth quarter, but I will give them credit for being able to generate five takeaways against the Fighting Jeff Saturdays. So the Dallas Cowboys deserve a lot of respect, and they have a very specific formula on how they want to win games. They want to run the ball between the tackles with Zeke. They want to run the ball on the perimeter with Tony Pollard, and then they're going to lean on Dak Prescott with explosives in the passing game, and all of that to complement, which is the strength of the team, the defensive side of the ball. Dallas Cowboys, number two in my power rankings. Number one. You know who it is. Mm. You know who it is. Yep. It, it, it's that team down the turnpike, the Philadelphia Eagles. No shakeup at number how, one. How, how, how could you have any questions about this team, Carlin? Where, where, where are the questions about the – everybody was talking about, well, you know, I don't trust the Eagles' ability to stop the run. Carlin, they held Derrick Henry to 87 – well, Derrick Henry and the Titans to 87 yards rushing. They beat them 35-10. to 10. Now, this is a division leader in the AFC. Well-coached team in the Tennessee Titans. Got destroyed by the Philadelphia Eagles. And the great thing about Philadelphia, Carlin, they can do it different ways. I mean, two weeks ago, they did it against the Green Bay Packers with 363 yards rushing. Now, they only had 67 yards rushing against the Titans, but they had 384 yards passing, Carlin, and Jalen Hurts accounted for four, count them, four touchdowns. They have the MVP in the league, as far as I'm concerned, in number one. And that connection, when you have number one throwing to number 11, it's pretty damn impressive. I guess that goes with their record, right? 11 to 1 and 11 and 1. It works, right? Sure. There you go. The Philadelphia Eagles, number one in my power rankings. To Anon fans, I'm sorry. You had your opportunity to be in the top five. You got bounced. San Francisco fans, I'm sorry. You lost Jimmy Garoppolo for the next six or seven weeks, so I can't have you in the power rankings. That is my power rankings. Any glaring omissions, anything that you have a major beef with? Well, Yes. Where are we at? <laughs> How is it that the team to beat in the AFC is the Cincinnati Bengals, and yet you have the Bills ranked in front of them? Mm-hmm. Your hatred of the Buffalo Bills knows no bounds, even when you're giving them credit. Mm. Even when you're giving them credit. What do you mean? Because How do I hate them? I don't hate them. You have been so down on the Bills all year long. Yeah. So down on them. That you are calling the Bengals the team to beat, yet in sneaking the Bills back into the top five, you are smacking them a bit by saying, yeah, they're fourth, but they're not as good as number five. That's what I'm saying. Well, here's the great part about it, Carlin. Mm -hmm. We get to see that matchup on January 2nd. We do. In Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So. And then. I'm giving the Bills credit because they have the better record. Okay. So I'm acknowledging that the Buffalo Bills have the better record. The Buffalo Bills are leading their division. None of which the Cincinnati Bengals are right now. Okay. So I'm giving them credit, but I'm saying the team that nobody wants to play late in December or in the playoffs in January is Cincinnati in the AFC. That's all I'm saying. There's one other problem. What's up? You have the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. As the second best team in the NFL right right now. That's right. You just went through chapter and verse telling me how they're going to lose in Tampa mm-hmm. if that game is played tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how is that possible?
impossible to, that they're the second best team in the league and they're going to lose to a team that is embarrassing themselves on the way to a division championship and a, frankly a division that should just be declassified or relegated. That's easy to explain. Can we move the NFC South to the XFL? No, no, no that's easy to explain. It's Tom Brady. I, I don't trust the Dallas Cowboys matching up against Tom Brady. That's it. The second if they play best anybody, team in the league. If they play anybody else in round one of the playoffs, in the wild card, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys, except if they play the Bucks. Period. Second best team in the league yeah. is going to lose tomorrow. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I got to start hanging out with you when you're formulating these rankings because... I don't understand. I don't understand how you don't get matchups, though, Carlin. I don't. I don't I, no, understand I get, it. I get matchups. Like, I here's get the matchups. Thing. If Kansas City is the number one seed in the AFC, and they got to play the Bengals in the divisional round. Who are you taking? I would still take the Chiefs. Oh. I, I, you and I both know that the Chiefs are still a better team, and it's not. They can't beat them. I, I, they, they haven't played, been they able played, to beat them. See, at this point, I think, but it's not a matchup three thing. three times in the last Chris, 12 months. At this point, it's not a matchup thing. It's not like they're getting bombarded by them. They just keep losing. They haven't been able to get over the hump. Kelsey fumbles the football in the wrong time. That you're, never you're, happens. You're out of your mind. Throw out the numbers so listeners can call in and tell well, you Well, this is the point. Mind. This is the point. You have your opportunity now to react to the ridiculousness we just heard. At 888-729-3776, 888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call-in line, and we want to hear from you. Lines are open now. Your take on the Canty rankings and how absurd they are. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Well, we asked, you answered. Nothing new there. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's hit the phones at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-729-3776. Your reaction to Canty's power rankings of a moment ago. Gabriel in Texas is up first on ESPN Radio. Gabriel, what do you got? Hey, how's it going? So just to talk a little bit about those rankings, I definitely agree with you, Carlin, as far as the Cowboys taking on uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I disagree with Canty saying that, 
you know, Tom Brady can take down the Dallas Cowboys. They had three points going into seven minutes in the fourth quarter last night. Yeah, they pulled one out, but unless they have a drastic uptick in their offense to finish off the season, I don't see how they can compete with one of the top scoring offenses since week seven in the NFL. And the Dallas Cowboys are definitely going to keep that going. Unless the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like I said, have a drastic uptick in that offense, they stand no chance against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that sounds good, Carlin, but do we remember a couple of years ago what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were through their first 12 games? Mm-hmm. What, what was their record? What was they? Were they 11-1? They, they were 7-5? and five? They were 7-5. Which and year five? are we talking about here? The year they won the Super Bowl. They were 7-5. and five. What are we talking about? They're 6-6. Six six. They're one game off of that. Chris. You and I both know this Come is a on, much man. different team yes, than we saw I the year. You, you know it was Carlin, a different team. I hear you, but to be dismissive of Tom Brady, I'm not being dismissive of him at home. I'm not is, being dismissive of him. Disrespectful, but I think the fact I think we are getting caught up in beating the Saints last night. I'm not disrespecting Brady at all. As long as he's there. There's a chance. That's I'm my not, point. Yes, but you sound more and more convinced like it's not a chance. It's a foregone conclusion well, that they I, would beat the well, Cowboys. Well, I understand that playoff football is different than regular season football. So Just, this has a lot more to do with your lack of trust in the Cowboys in the playoffs. Yes. I understand yes. that. And we've seen dominant regular season. They had a dominant regular season last year. They were 12-5. and five, Yep. And they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. We saw them lose at 13-3 and three a few I'm years back. All I'm saying is the second season is different than the NFL regular season. And style of play changes. And Tom Brady, along with some of the things that I've seen from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in past years, I just feel like it, it, it lends itself to playing a style of football that could be tough for the Dallas Cowboys to beat. Phil's in New Mexico. Next on ESPN Radio. Phil, go. Hey, what's happening, boys? Uh, good afternoon, by the way. Been a long-time listener. First time finally making it through to you guys. Got a few questions. What do the Philadelphia Eagles have to do to get respect at this point, man? Like He had them at number one. I mean, Canty's got – I think you're getting respect. Yeah. I, I I may have jumped in on your uh, radio show just a hair before or after yeah. I heard the power rankings, but I hear nothing lately about the Eagles. All I hear is Dallas Cowboys. San Francisco well, because, 49ers. Well, that's, this, that, I think that's twofold. Number one, you live in New Mexico, which is not too far from Cowboys country. And number two, who's always the loudest in terms of fan bases when their teams are going right? In the terms, of, in terms of their owner, Jerry Jones, yes, talks to the. He's the only owner that I'm aware of that talks to the media regular. I mean, every single week. Yeah, Carlin, every week, Jerry yeah. Jones has a lo, has a spot on a local radio show. Yep, yeah. and but the fans are too, and that's why you're yeah. hearing more and more about the Cowboys than you do the Eagles. But I think if you ask around the league and you watch a lot of ESPN shows, you'll see a lot of people all saying the same thing, with the exception of Keyshawn. That the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. Carlin, I have the Eagles number one in my power rankings. I have Jalen Hurts as my MVP if the yeah. season ended today. Respect and Carlin, is there. And respectfully, Carlin, coming into this season, one of my bold predictions, the Philadelphia Eagles were going to win the NFC East, not the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Seems like that's panning out. Henry, so coming into this year, I thought they were the best team in the division. Quickly, Henry in Long Island. Henry, your turn. Go. You're on ESPN Radio. Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. Um I agree with uh, some of Chris's um, picks. 
but I'm going to tell you, you all need to put down that Tom Brady thing because he was playing um, the uh, New Orleans Saints. He's not playing Dallas. And when he plays, this Dallas Cowboy team is going to crush him. If They're going to get more than 10 points. Here's he what played I love this, this Dallas Cowboys team in week one, and they beat him. Here, here's what they I love beat about him. this. That, that is wild to me. That is, that is absolutely wild to me. They played them to start the regular season last year and this season, and the Bucks won both of them, one in Tampa, one in Dallas. Why is it outside of the realm of possibility that Tom Brady would beat the Cowboys in the playoffs? Why is that crazy? Here's what I love Y'all about Y'all are this. driving me crazy. The fans are going to put me in a spot where I am actually defending the Cowboys and I am going to end up rooting against myself. Kenji and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. <sighs> Up next, there is one coach that is on borrowed time. Let's be very clear. And his team should be absolutely much, much better than it is. And there are plenty of playoff teams that would die to have his quarterback. It's next. Kenji and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. Ooh, I like this doubleheader tonight. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, college basketball is back tonight, right here on ESPN Radio. The Jimmy V Classic, Texas, taking on Illinois, followed by Iowa against Duke. I dig that. Coverage beginning 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Uh, Canty, I feel like whatever I could say on the following topic is just going to pale in comparison to the thoughts that you could express on the Sandy and the Los Angeles Chargers and Brandon Staley. So I would like to defer to you for the next m- moment or two to really sum up where we stand here with Brandon Staley. As a head coach in the NFL. <laughs> well, Brandon Staley has arguably a top five player at the position at quarterback mm-hmm. on a rookie contract. He has a quarterback that, what, 27 other teams would want, Carlin? Easy. And yet he hasn't been able to find his way into the playoff picture. They lost in week 18 last year to a division rival and didn't have the opportunity to play in the second season. Right now, if the playoffs started today, they'd be on the outside looking in. They just lost to the Las Vegas Raiders again, and it feels like they're going to ultimately end up on the outside looking in, which is what prompts me to say, if Brandon Staley can't find a way to get this thing turned around and secure one of those wild card spots, he is going to be fired. That is going to be the most attractive job in the National Football League in 2023 if the Chargers don't make the playoffs. I'm just counting the amount of playoff teams right now. Mm. 
playoff teams right now that would want Justin Herbert over what they have. Okay. And it's, oh, I don't know, seven. <laughs> it's like, I mean, let's, it's at let's, least let's, six. let's do the exercise. I'll right, give it right, to you real right, quick. Right now, the New York Giants, they would take him. Absolutely. The Minnesota Vikings would take Justin Herbert. Yep. The San Francisco 49ers would take Justin Herbert. The yep. Seattle Seahawks would take Justin Herbert. The Tennessee Titans would take Justin Herbert. Mm hmm. Uh, the New York Jets would take Justin Herbert. Keep the, going. The Miami Dolphins? Absolutely. Okay, so so where are we at with that? The Chris, majority of the playoff field would rather have Justin Herbert than their starting quarterback, throw, and yet Brandon Staley can't find his way into the damn playoffs. I'd throw Dak Prescott and the Cowboys into that mix. I don't think there's an argument there. Yeah. I think most people will agree with that. And here's the thing. If you're on the fence between the two, Carlin, the, 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 the differentiator is the contract. Justin Herbert is still on his rookie deal. Dak Prescott makes $40 million a year. So that's even more reason why Brandon Staley should have been able to find a way to get this team firmly in the playoff picture. And right now, they're on down the line in the AFC, Carlin. Chris, I have more confidence that the Las Vegas Raiders, with their first-year head coach Josh McDaniel, they're going to get into the playoffs before the L.A. Chargers do. This is going to sound a little out there. But I believe it to be true. In a lot of ways, I can make the case that the Chargers are a bigger disappointment than the Broncos. And that's really saying something. Ooh. The Broncos are 3-9, and nine, and they brought in Russell Wilson. This is a Chargers team that spent a good amount of money this offseason. They brought in some of his guys that he wanted. And they've got some stars on defense at some spots. And, Chris, there's more than enough weapons... Does anybody ever talk about how good Austin Eckler is? He's a tremendous player. No, Austin Eckler is a good player, but we gotta we gotta also acknowledge Rashawn Slater's yes, been out. Yes, he's the been year. out. Corey Lindsley, their center, yep. out. You had Keenan Allen out the majority of the season. Mike Williams has missed a lot of games. Like th- their offense has been missing a lot of core pieces, and yet their offense is thirteenth in total yards in the National Football League. They're fourteenth in points. The part where I think it's fair to criticize Brandon Staley is their defense. And that's the identity of Brandon Staley. That's where he came up in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. Do you know what the Chargers defense is ranked in the National Football League? I believe it's 27th. They're 26th, Carlin, but they're 30th in points allowed. What 30th. Are Here's another question. What are they in run defense? Oh, they're run they're defense. They're down there, Their too. run defense is atrocious. Chris, 29th Chris, this is my point. And they brought in two guys on the interior of the defensive line. Now, Johnson got banged up. Sebastian Joseph Day, who's a very good player. Those, like, SJG was one of Staley's guys with the Rams. They have been, that defense has not improved in stopping the run, which was the biggest single focus this past offseason on the defensive side. Yeah, And And they've got Derwin James. And they signed up, what's his name? He got hurt, too. uh, The corner. Uh, J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. He got hurt early on, yeah. Yes, and I know they got hurt. That happens. But Brandon Staley, (laughs) is there a more underachieving head coach for what he has to work with than Brandon Staley? Carlin, I'm just sitting here looking at the stats on their run defense. They've only held one opponent. to. I mean, not one opponent. They've held three opponents, Carlin. Only three opponents on the season. Now, they've played in 12 games. They've only held three opponents under 130 yards rushing. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Listen, three, only three opponents to under 130 yards rushing. I want to help you. That is laughable. That that, that AFC laughable. West has been such. I mean, we were 
expecting it to be the best division in all of football before the season started, and only one team has lived up to it, and that's the Chiefs. That's it. And the rest of them have been very disappointing. And I we got to wait and see on the Raiders, though. We got to wait and see. All right, the maybe they'll climb back in. I, I, I think. Chris, the Ra- I think the Raiders. What did they start? One and five. Yeah, they, they were like awful, that. Carlin. They yeah. were awful. Now here's the thing, Derek Carr. A lot of people are changing their tune. Remember after that Colts loss, how he was crying at the podium? Yeah. And Bart Scott and Rex Ryan and others were criticizing Derek Carr and his leadership. What has that turned into? Yeah. They've won three straight. Yep. And they're probably one of the scarier offenses in the conference as we go down the stretch. And by the way? So, yeah, everybody that was criticizing Derek Carr or Derek Carr slander, just just stay on that side. Remember that. When, when the Las Vegas Raiders find themselves in the playoffs again. And if they get to the playoffs again, that in and of itself is enough for Staley to get fired. Yeah. Because of what happened last year and because the Raiders are nowhere near as talented as the Chargers And the Raiders have an inferior quarterback to the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other part of this, Carlin. They have an inferior quarterback who beat you in Week 18 to keep you out and to punch their ticket. I tell you what, Sean Payton's going to look great wearing those Chargers colors next year. And he he likes L.A. too. Oh, yeah. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.